Glow. Uh, we're ending the series Glow this week. Have you enjoyed this? Yeah. It's this challenge for us to, to glow in our community, to glow as a church, a house of grace, to glow wherever God places us. Matthew 5, 14 says it like this. You, say me. me. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So here, here's the idea corporately and then, and then as, personally as Christians. I think that glow is a great, great word for what we're supposed to do. Um, if you're wondering, if you're visiting today or wondering, these are fireflies and they're on demand. <laughs> Go to bed. Wake up. Oh, wake up. Go to bed. Yeah. You need to get one of these for me. Take out the trash. <laughs> ah. but, but the idea was, this idea, when I was growing up, we'd go to my grandparents' house, and my grandma would kick us out in the yard, and me and my cousin, she'd go, here, take a mason's yard, and y'all go catch some fireflies. Well, my grandpa grew up without electricity most of his life, and so he, um, he just didn't see the need in using electricity if it wasn't needed, and he went to bed very early. I grew up in a city where there was always a light, and so it's a pretty scary place, Right? It was, it was dark. It was kind of scary at seven or eight years old. And so we learned to catch these fireflies and set them beside our, our bed. And me and my cousin would sleep in this little back room. This house was 780 square feet. My mom didn't have indoor plumbing until she was 14 or something like that. Yeah, you had to put your boots on to go. <laughs> anyway, so, so, but we learned to put that jar there so that when we, we would, I would wake up at night there would, there would be that jar, and it would remind me where I was at and remind me that I was okay because it was really, really dark. Well, the, the whole idea behind this series is that we live in a, in a world full of people who, who are living in darkness. And it's scary. It's scary for a lot of them. And maybe some of you here today, and, and you, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and, and things are, are scary right now. And, and, you, and you feel like you're living in darkness well, here's the idea behind being the church. The church should glow. And who is the church? Yeah, it's no building. It's no, it's no certain. It, it's the family of God. It's the kingdom of God. It, it is, it's being Christ-like. And so hopefully throughout these messages, and if you haven't, haven't been here every week, try to catch up on some of them, especially the week of, of house, glowing as a house of grace. Um, we put it all out there what we're going to be about. And so um, that's a great one for you to listen to because if you don't agree with that one, you need to find somewhere else to go to church. I mean, that's just being honest. Um, so, but, but to glow. Glow to the world. Glow in your workplace. Don't, don't blind people. Don't be dogmatic. Don't, don't put the spotlight in their eyes if you're better than they are. Don't, don't talk behind their back in the break room where maybe they can hear you or they can't hear you. Glow. Glow in business meetings. You can even glow when you're meeting with lawyers. <laughs> I love all the lawyers that are here. You help us out a lot. 1 John 2, 7-17. This is going to be fun. If you have your Bible, I'll give you just a second to turn there. 1 John chapter 2. 7 through 17. I'd love to hear those pages. Dear friends, 
I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old commandment, this old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God lives in you. And you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in it. In the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of the sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has, he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Father, help us today to get what you want us to get out of this passage, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Number one, glow in truth. 1 John 2, 7-8, dear friends, I'm right. We just read it. I'm writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. The old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. So listen to this. So, so here, here's what John is saying right here. Its truth is seen in him. In who? Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Jesus Christ brought the reality of truth to humanity. He was truth. Everything in Him was truth. And, and now John is challenging us as Christ followers, not only to say, yes, I follow Christ, but not only is that truth was it found in Him, it should be found in me. He's saying, truth is seen in Him and you, because the darkness is passing. And the true light is already shining. How important is it for us that wear this banner somewhere in our heart or our life or in our confession or our relationships? How important is it that Christian, I'm a Christ follower, I love the Lord, everything I have belongs to Jesus. That banner? How important is it for us to shine that in truth? Very important. Let's go. I'm just checking on you. <laughs> Just checking, Alex. I don't know. Just check. So, so this whole idea of glowing and, and, and understanding the importance of glowing in truth. We, we talked a little bit about this. The only way you, you grow in, the darkness is passing. That's what First John is saying. That's what John is saying. The darkness is passing. Now, in the world that we live in, it's real easy to watch the news See what's going on around the world. See what, you know, the, 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 the scary part of what's going to happen with the economy or whatever. And it's real easy to say, I, you know, it's dark. And there, there is a lot of darkness in the world. Don't get me wrong. You don't have to go far to get in trouble, right? 
I mean, there, there's a lot of darkness. But here's, here's the idea. We have been challenged to glow in the truth that God's already overcome the world through Jesus Christ. And the true light is shining. You hear that? There, there, there's a truth. The, the, the true light, the light of Jesus Christ, it's already shining. And it's been shining. And it's going to continue to shine. It's going to shine until a day... Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> we need to glow in truth. And again, how do we do that? I, I, I know you guys are just so sick of me saying this. This is truth. And if we ever get away from this, we get away from truth. So, if I'm going to glow in truth, i got to be reading my Bible. Right? Right? I, 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 have, I have several guys in my life that ask me to hold them accountable, and I ask them to hold me accountable to make sure, hey, man, I need to... Because as a pastor, here's the temptation. You can become a sermonator. Right? Yeah? You got 1,500 people pulling on you from the left ear and the right ear. You got meetings. You got this. You got that. You got this. You got that and this and that. And then you got that and this. And if you're not careful, you, you, the only time you spend in the Word is so that I could be, give you a fresh Word every Sunday, which is what I'm called to do. But I, I need that for myself. I don't always need to be reading the Bible just to get a sermon. I don't want to be a sermonator. It's funny, isn't it? You gotta be in, if you're going to glow in truth, you've got to be in the truth, right? You have to, you have to be in there, and, and you, have to, you have to be letting that, that truth resonate in you and let Jesus shine through you. Number two, glow in clarity, 1 John 2, 9, and 11, 9 through 11. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there's nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. Go back to the point. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. That, that cannot be more plain at all. Now you can glow in truth with those around you, and love them and not hate them. Your Christian underoos can't get so big that you think you're right all the time. you got to go back to the Word, verify it in the Word, and then speak it in love and in clarity. See, here's what the world's looking for. The world wants to know what do you believe. Right? What, what do you believe? And I, I think as Christ followers, a lot of times it's good for us to ask the question to our, do I know what I believe? Am I really clear? Do I have clarity? Because this verse is telling me that if I, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm a, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I hadn't talked to them in 30 years. I will not talk to them. If they want to call me, they can call me. Think about that one person that you went to church with at one time and, and they hurt you. And they were a brother or sister in Christ. Every time you think of their, their name, it's a... Mm. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. yes. I'm not the only one. Okay, good. Okay. 
just making sure. So, so we're talking about this idea of glowing and clarity. What do we believe? Well, if we really believe what John is teaching us right here, that if there is envy, strife, hate, bitterness in our heart, we are, there's a part of us that's walking around in darkness. There's a part of us that's walking around in darkness, and, and, and we're about to see when you walk around in darkness, you don't know where you're going. How do I get over that? You've got to forgive. And remember, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean what they did was right. It doesn't make them right. It makes you right. You get that? Bitterness is like a pill that you swallow hoping it's going to affect someone else. They're going on with their life and it's tearing you up inside. Let it go. And so this whole idea, do I really believe, am I really walking in, in clarity? Am I really walking in the light? Am I really being led by the Spirit and allowing that, that, that glow and a spotlight of the Holy Spirit to come up on my heart and my life to say, Jason, this you need to deal with this right here because that's a dark area. And you know what likes to hang out in dark areas? Cockroaches. <laughs> we, we, we had a farm. We had, we had a farm and... Um, it, it was a, a bunch of land, and it, the house was built in like 1860, and so um, we moved in, and you know, we'd seen a roach every once in a while, but then we moved out of the city, and we were so, I mean, we were stoked. We didn't have any neighbors, there was nobody around us. We, we, there was no, there was like 5,000 acres around us was all that was there. I could leave my house and be in my deer stand in like three minutes. <laughs> It was amazing. I came home for lunch a couple times and went hunting. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so what, what, I'd see them every once in a while, and, and you know how men are with their wives, and, and Randy would say every once in a while, hey, you been noticing those cockroaches? Yeah, there's, there's just a couple of them. Yeah, there's just a couple of them. And she's like, hey, while you're gone today, I actually saw one come out in the light. And I was like, really? When they start coming out in the light, you know, there's a lot of them. I got to, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got up one night, and, and it was dark there. It was very dark, and, and so um, I got up, and I was thirsty, and, and the, the refrigerator was back in like a utility room, um, and, and I went, and I, I walked in there, and I went to open the door. I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have any, any, no shoes on. I, I opened the door, and it was like, so I turned on the light, man. These things are like, everywhere. I took care of it. Just let the dog in there, man. <laughs> we have to be careful about bitterness and hate in our lives. People that we've not forgiven because they turn into dark places. And in dark places, we try to fix those with different things and different formulas and different maybe addictions or different relationships or different things. And all the while, Jesus is saying, look, just let it go. Just let it go. Go to verse 10 and 11. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light. And there's nothing in him to make him stumble. Now, we, we're, we're glowing in truth because we can't compromise the Word of God. But then now we're glowing in clarity of, hey, I feel really light because I'm not carrying around any hate for anybody. That's a wonderful feeling. It really is. I, mean, I have to tell you, if any of you in here ever feel called to the ministry, make sure it's God calling you because people will hurt your feelings. All the time, they'll say stupid stuff. It's ignorant. None of y'all. 
none, none of you. You got to let it go. You just, whatever. The turtle shell anointing, it just rolls right off. Well, he didn't shake my hand, and he shook his hand. Gosh, I only got two hands. I used my right one. <laughs> so whoever loves his brother lives in the light. And there's nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. Can I tell you, to love a brother or sister in Christ doesn't mean you have to agree with them all the time. Do you hear that? You can express love in truth. Right? Everybody's not always going to get along. Matter of fact, I know most, I know a lot of you, I would never invite some of you to dinner together. Because <laughs> I, I just know. I know your personality. It's not, it's not about being best friends with everyone. It's about having an undying, forgiving love in your heart for people who maybe don't see your direction or maybe have hurt you or may, in truth, glowing in clarity. This is what I believe. I believe it because it's in the Bible. And the Bible says, if I have hate in my heart for my brother, I'm not living light. And we're talking about literal light. But on this point, it's light. Right? And it's, it's so good. So good to live that way. Next thing. Glow in victory. 1 John 2, 12-14. I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of His name. I write to you, fathers, because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the Word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. Go back to the point. Glow in victory. How unattractive is it for the world to see a professed Christian walk around beaten up all the time. We get hurt. We get down. Things happen. It's okay. No one's perfect. That's why you need people in your life that you can go to and say, hey, I need some prayer. Those are brothers and sisters in Christ. But, but what, what John said, glow in victory. H- how many of you know what sporting event is today? Okay. How many of you are actually going to watch it? Okay, let me ask you this. When America was playing, how many of you watched it? I mean, I'm going to watch it because I'm, I'm, I'm just a competitive person and I'm going to bet one of my family members on one of the teams. It's, it just works that way. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love, man, when they score, score a goal because evidently, unless you're Germany, you don't get to do it that often. <laughs> you know? But... But I love how they, they run and they'll slide on their knees or they'll get with all their teammates. And I love how they go to their sideline with the guys that don't ever even get to play and they all hug each other, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's like, victory, victory. This whole idea of glowing in victory. See, if, if America was playing today, a lot more restaurants would be full. There would be a lot of parties happening this afternoon. 
And, and why? Because the people who go there love soccer? No, because they have a vested interest in who's going to win. Now watch this. My God in heaven had a vested interest in humanity. And even when we lost, even when we sinned, even when we were down and out, even when we missed the penalty kick, Adam missed the penalty kick. I mean, he just totally missed it. God, well, he did. The original penalty. God, God made a plan. He, he makes this plan and he doesn't duck out on humanity. See, like a lot of people just duck out on the World Cup because America's not in it anymore, right? And, and, and so I'm just trying to draw a parallel there of we messed up. Humanity messed up. We lost. We missed the mark. We sinned. And God, who is rich in grace and mercy, rich, no lack of, comes and says, you know what? They're going to win anyway. So can I just tell you this? You've already won. If, 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 you've, if you've knelt at the altar of your heart and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you win. So Jason, it doesn't feel like I'm winning today. Well, keep, keep going. Because winning is never about feelings in the midst of the competition. Just keep going. Because... Jesus has overcome the world. And John's telling these young men in, in verse 14, I write to you fathers because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you are strong and the Word of God lives in you. And you have overcome the evil one. How do you overcome the evil one? Well, because you're strong and the Word of God lives in you. It lives in you. How, how do I glow in victory when things are going wrong? How do I glow in victory when I, I can't see the victory? How do I glow... The Word of God, the Bible, Bible, the Holy Bible, is living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, judging the very heart of the matter. This, John's saying, listen, the Word of God lives in you. How do I glow in victory in hard times? It's through the Word of God living in me. I want you to get that. We can't go any further until you get that. The Word of God taking flight. The Word of God living. It's living. It's breathing in me. It's guiding me. It's leading me. It, it, it's convicting me. It's, it's bringing me into a place of complete truth and having to realize, hey, I, I need to go this direction instead of that direction because there will be a still small voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. That still small voice comes from the Word of God and the Holy Spirit enlightening that Word of God to you. Young people, college students, teenagers in this room right now, the best thing you can do for yourself is understand the Word of God is living. And if you'll take the time, just get it, just, I, I know you're all busy tweeting and Instagramming and doing all, whatever else you do, I understand. But if you just take the time to get it in there, take the time to get it in there, where there's five, ten minutes a day, take the time. It will take, it'll, it'll grow. It'll grow in you because it's living. It's living. And, and when, 
when all hell breaks loose or the storm comes, you can still glow in victory. Right? You can still have peace. You can still say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to be shaken here because the Word of God is living in me. And that Word says He's never going to leave me nor forsake me. That Word says that He's going to stick closer than a brother. That Word says that He's going to be in the boat with me. That Word says that He spoke to the wind and the waves and told them to shut up, and they did. So I'm, I'm going to glow today. I'm going to get up and put my big boy pants on. I'm going to look in the mirror and say, you're a child of God. And I'm going to walk forward, glowing in victory, because we've already won. Look at this next passage right here. 1 Corinthians 15.55, I love this. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The most feared thing by most people in the world today is death. But Jesus Christ overcame death in the grave. So that, and, and we're joint heirs. So if you can picture it like this, Jesus overcame death in the grave, and by virtue of His grace over our life and us putting our faith in Jesus Christ as the Messiah, He just grabbed us. And we get to overcome too. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your, is your sting? That's something, isn't it? So, glowing in victory. Okay, let's go to the last one, because I was about to preach the last one. This is just tied up in me. Right, it's just tied up in me. Glow with the light of eternity. 1 John 2, 15-17. Stop at 15, Larry. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Can, can I pastor you for a second? Can I just be your pastor? Well, I am anyway, so you don't have to say yes. Do not love the world or anything in the world. This scripture has been so misrepresented in the church for years. If it's fun, it's wrong. Right? Do not love the world or anything in the world. Don't be bound to anything in the world. Right? I, I love... We, we went to Arkansas last week and we, we free climbed some cliffs and we jumped off and I can show you some bruises that you don't want to see. And some video that may go viral. <laughs> Rope swing accident. It was awesome. I, I, I love going there. I love that lake. I love going offshore. I, I, I love doing these things. Matter of fact, somebody called me Friday and, and asked me to go and I couldn't go. Excuse me. Gentlemen, just going to grab this. And look, look what I have under my seat. I have a whole cooler full of snapper. Now that's loving your pastor right there. And I wish I could have went. I couldn't go because I'd been on vacation. I had too much stuff to do to try to catch up. But, but just because you enjoy life and just because you love doing things, just because you, it doesn't mean you're in love with the world. It means you're living life abundantly. In, in, in the event, if you're willing to lay it down at any time. Right? 
If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. In other words, you can't, you can't be enthralled in love with the things of this world chasing after them and chasing after God at the same time. You can have fun. You can do some great stuff. You understand that? I really want you to get that because for so many years, even when I was growing up in Sunday school, these old ladies would teach this. <laughs> they were old. I, I didn't determine their age. God did. <laughs> they were old. And, and they, they would teach on, on 1 John, the second chapter. And, and I would come away from there going, man, I, I'm going to get in trouble today and God doesn't like me. Because after church, I plan on having some fun. Go to, go to verse 16. For everything in the world, the cravings of the sinful man, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. So you've got to tie verse 15 into this. For everything in the world, what, what are we talking about? The cravings of sinful man, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. I love being around very successful people because I can learn a lot from them. But I also love being around very successful people that will always immediately tell you, this is all God's. God did this. God did this. This, this belongs to God. It's not, I, I was just along for the ride. I got one friend that will tell me every once in a while, I only know how it happened. I think I fell asleep one time. Not that they don't work hard, but that the idea of them saying, you know what, it all belongs. I'm not going to boast in what I have. I'm not going to boast in what I do. It, it, no. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. The, the world is going to pass away. The Bible tells us that. Let's talk about that word forever, just for a second. Forever. Have you, have you thought about forever lately? Have you thought about glowing in the light of eternity? Forever. You, know, you have to do something with that word, forever. remember being in grade school and having that first love where you write the letter across the room and check yes. Would you like to be my boyfriend? Check yes. That's all about. I'm telling you, these, smart, these phones have taken a lot of fun out of romance for little kids. Now it's text. But, and you get together on the playground or whatever you know and then you're holding hands, swinging, and, and you say something stupid like, Oh, we're going to be together forever. No, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> but you know what? The Bible teaches us our souls are going to live forever. And, and we're going to spend eternity in one of two places. That's either heaven or hell. The great news, the good news today is, is that the path has been made clear 
to glow in the light of eternity in that we're justified. Romans says we're justified by faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, we're made right in the eyes of God through faith in Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. Maybe you're visiting with us today and, and that shocks you a little bit. You say, Jason, that's kind of narrow-minded. You know, I, I don't know. Well, it's not really narrow-minded because it's in the Bible. It's really wide open. It's really wide open. It's like anyone, whosoever will, come. Whosoever will. And so, you have to give thought to that word forever, and then you have to give thought to Jesus Christ coming back. Jesus Christ, do we have that Thessalonians, Larry? For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. That should make you excited. I mean, if you love the Lord, I mean, that should, that should get your engines going. Unless you're in love with this world so much that you're just not ready. Because he, he is preparing a place for you. He starts laying the bricks on your, your mansion at the moment that you accept Him. That's amazing stuff. Glowing in the light of eternity. Glowing in the face of the world and allowing them to see that while, yeah, I'm fun and I love to do stuff, but just let me tell you, it all belongs to God and this is not my home. This is not, this, this is not my home. Just passing through. I'm just a conduit. Just passing through. Whatever God wants to do with me while I'm here, that's His business. However He can use me, however He can use my gifts, my talents, my resource. But as long as I know it's all His, I can keep free from grabbing hold of this earth and know, oh, this is mine. And see, that's, in our, that's the sinful nature. You don't believe that? Go back to the three and four year old class and chunk one candy bar in there. <laughs> Reality show right there, baby. We're going to make it. That's mine, that's mine, that's mine. No, that's mine. We, we want to hang on to the world, but, but here, here's the thing. We've got to glow with eternity and show the world that, you know, this is not our own. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I've got a place reserved for me. I'm going I'm to do what I can while I'm here. You can't get so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Right? You can't just float around on a cloud going, well, I'm going, I got my get out of hell free card. And so I don't have to serve. I don't have to be a witness. I don't have to give. I don't have to do anything. No, that's not the point. The point is you do what God called you to do while you're here. And then when, when you get there, you'll reap the rewards of that. You just glow with eternity. Two ways you do that. First way is, if you're here today and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, what a great day to do that. That's, that's where the lantern is lit. It's salvation. Second way, if you're here today and, and you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the, other, the way that you can glow with eternity is tell somebody about Jesus. And don't go find somebody you've never talked to before and slam the Bible down their throat. Right? That's the hugest turnoff. Pray that God would put somebody in your life, probably already has, and start building that bridge. Start building that bridge. Take them to lunch. Find out what kind of coffee they like to drink. Leave it on their desk. 
Just, you know, build a bridge to the point where they open up and maybe they ask, if you've been glowing, hey, why are you so happy? I've noticed something different going on in your life. Why do you smile so much? It really ticks me off. <laughs> Seriously. <I'm, laughs> you know people that would say that to you, don't you? Glowing with eternity. And then that's where you get to say, you know what? Jesus found me. He saved me. And as a matter of fact, um, I love what I do and I love my family, but this is not my home. I, I got a mansion over the hilltop, baby. Right? Glowing in there. Would you bow your head all over this place? Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence and your spirit. Here's, here's the, the two tracks. I just mentioned them. Number one, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you've not even begun to glow in the light of eternity because you're just now realizing that the only way to do that is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So how do I do that? Well, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's a belief factor. It's, it's where I put my faith. And so today, if you're here and you say, Jason, I, I need forgiveness in my life. I need a fresh start. I need, I need that glow. I'm tired. I've been living in the darkness. But I'm ready to step out and make a, a commitment for Christ today and confess in my heart that I truly believe that He's the Messiah, He's the true Son of God. If that's you, just slip your hand up real quick and back down. I need to know Jesus. I don't want to miss anybody. I need to know Jesus as my personal Savior. For the rest of us here, right where you're sitting today, I asked, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to challenge us. Holy Spirit, challenge us this week. Show us people in our life, relationships, where we can glow. Lord, hold fast to our heart and the leadership of this church and the people of this church that we should always glow as a house of grace and truth. Lord, I, I ask that you would put a burden on each one of our hearts for those people in our life who, who aren't glowing in eternity. They're in love with the world. They can't see past themselves. Lord, that some way, somehow, that you would help us to build a bridge to tell them about you. In Jesus' name, amen.